Hello everyone and welcome into Minding Your P's and Q's where we take a look into the words and behaviors that could be helping or hurting your career, whether you're in the job seeking stage or even up to a management position. For localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Well, the employment market is flooded with candidates and sometimes it may feel like you really can't find a way to stand out. But figuring out a way to demonstrate some value to those prospective employers may simply do the trick. Joining us today, we have Joshua Waldman, who is the author of Job Searching with Social Media for Dummies, as well as a nationwide speaker and trainer with a focus on the job seeker. Joshua, thanks a lot for coming on today. Hey, you got it, Tim. Nice to be here. I guess first and foremost, to sort of lead into the idea of how to get yourself out there, what are some of the mistakes that job seekers make in terms of selling their, themselves and, and trying to stand out? And maybe it has some sort of a negative effect to it. I think that a lot of people approach the job search from their own point of view. So they'll tell a company why they're so great, but they won't answer the question, what's in it for me, from sure. the employer's point of view. A lot of personal branding books do this. Well, you'll, you'll spend most of the book doing a lot of you know, values elicitation exercises and things that are very self-focused without spending enough time, I think, trying to understand what what the target company is really struggling with, what their goals are, mm-hmm. and then aligning what you do to those goals. After all, these recruiters or hiring managers are super, super busy. And I think the best way to get their attention is to use the words uh, that they're looking for, talk about the skills that will solve their problems. Is there a reason you can point to that people fall into that trap, so to speak, of, of sort of just talking about themselves or really saying, hey, this is, this is why I'm great? At, I mean, is there a particular reason you can point to that? Well, there's nothing wrong with pointing out why you're great. <laughs> um, I think it's an important ability. I think, though, that it has to be couched in the idea that the, the person who cares about it needs to care about it. So you might be the, the greatest basketball player in the world, but if you're going for an IT project management job, that doesn't really count. So I, I think it's probably a misalignment by not having done the research of okay. what the company needs. Sure. And then once you have that in your mind, it's very easy to, to say, hey, this is why I'm so great at what I do and, and in a way that will make them care. Well, I guess let's sort of look to maybe help the job seeker in that way. I mean, you, you, know, you talk about... You know, and we talk about this in general too, obviously researching the organization and, and seeing what those needs are. I mean, is there something in particular though you would tell someone to, to really focus on or, or how they can portray themselves in a light that is, as you say, you know, adding value to this company as opposed to here are my skills or here, here's my experience? Um, there's several ways to approach it. I think that with the advent of social media and LinkedIn in particular for accessing information interviews, it behooves every single job seeker to at least have two or three information interviews within the company that you're looking for because you're going to get the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known executives who who have done this, who have asked around. He, uh, this one guy in particular, he, he got on LinkedIn and he was offered this very high-level, C-level position from a company. So he got on LinkedIn, found out who the recent departures were. You can actually see who's recently left the company. Okay called the guy up and uh, basically was informed that the CMO had left like the week before and a month before that the CFO left and like they have all these lawsuits. So by doing an information interview before accepting a very attractive C-level position, he probably rescued his career from disaster. Well, I mean, that's definitely, it's not something we necessarily hear a lot as far as that sort of 
I don't want to say back doorway of finding something out, but that obviously makes sense. I mean, is that something that happens a lot or at least for maybe from a successful side of things, do you think that's something that would work in general for the job seeker? Yeah, I think it always works. The more you know, the better informed you are, and therefore the the better your answers are to questions like, why should I care about you? Mm -hmm. I mean, is there any concern with, you know, we talk about etiquette and and the idea of, you know, when you go, if you are in an interview, for example, you don't want to disparage your previous employer. I mean, is it sort of more open when it's it's contacting someone who used to work there and finding those realms? Are the rules, so to speak, a little less... uh, uh, less stringent that way? I think with an information interview, you're not trying to, you're not dressing to success, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, okay. You're not soliciting a job. You're just gathering information. Uh, you don't even know if you're a fit. You don't even know if you're that interested, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. You're at a point in, in your job search where it's like, yeah, it's a cool company. Let's find out if I'd actually be happy there. And I think that um, you, if you're really upfront about that, it puts people's guard down. You can have more candid conversations. Plus, when you're talking to recent departures, they tend to let the skeletons out of the closet. Um, new hires are also an interesting category to talk to because they just did what you're trying to do, right. get hired at that company. Now, when you talk about you know this idea of, uh, of demonstrating value or expressing it in some way, um, I, I had seen you mention the idea of having something to say with the idea that employers don't want that yes man. They want somebody who you know can think on their own and, and, and be ambitious. Um, I guess the question that comes up on the other side of that, though, maybe you're in an interview and you, you seem to have all the answers. I mean, does that ever isn't there a chance of you coming across as negative or as a know-it-all or that, you know, you're the one that has all the answers, nobody else does? I mean, where's the balance there in terms of expressing yourself and, and not being that guy or that girl? Yeah, I think what you're asking is if you're, if you're constantly talking about how great you are, then where's the room for improvement, sure. right? I think you have to pick your battles. You, you might pick, uh, you, you got to answer the question, what makes you the best at what you do? And that might just be one thing, and that's okay. Um, and that might, that one thing might be, I learned really, really fast, or, you know, I, I hit the ground running. Um, and here's an example of that. So I don't think that when you, when you're going into this, you're, um, you're not saying I'm the best IT profet- you know, project manager in the whole entire world and you'll never <laughs> find anyone better. I don't think that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I think you're saying, you know, here's a very specific area where, where I've had a lot of success and I'm proud of that. And if you'd like that success with, with your organization, let's have that conversation. So, yeah, you don't want to come across as being arrogant. Right. Um, and, and that's why I, I often recommend a four-step process for um, especially things like your profile summary or your elevator pitch. Or, uh, when you talk about yourself, uh, the first question is, who are you? And, and that's really a simple question. It's just, you know, for me, it's uh, I'm, I'm a social media strategist specializing in helping job seekers. It's a very simple, very clear statement about what it is that you, you're up to, you know. The second question is, what do you do in the context of the problems that you solve? So this is incumbent upon understanding that you know what their problems are. So uh, again, for me, it might be, you know, when, when job seekers are finding that their resume is not getting them callbacks, then I can show them how to use social media uh, to get to the interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, Identifying the problem and then uh, suggesting what that solution is, how you can help, is part of that second question. The third question is the one that you're referring to, which is what makes you the best. And this is hard for a lot of people. I think probably more in the opposite direction, right, Tim? I mean, we're, we're taught from an early age not to brag. We're afraid of alienating our peer groups. 
oftentimes the best way to answer this question is to think of a specific event in your professional past where you're, you've had the most success and answer the question, what role did you play? Mm-hmm. And just because I said there were four questions, here's the last one. <laughs> uh, it's what do you want them to do about it? It's the call to action. Now that you've read about me, you know who I am, you know how I can help you, know, you know what I'm proud of, why don't you give me a call? Let's talk. I'm open to opportunities, you know, that kind of a thing. Now, obviously, you mentioned, the, uh, and, and I said off the top a little bit, too, the idea of uh, being a social media strategist and helping job seekers in that way. Um, you know, you talk about this idea of having something to say, and, and there obviously are so many forums now with that where you could you talk about LinkedIn and you have other sites like that or even just creating a blog, and that's something that you had mentioned also in, in uh, that article that I had, had looked over. Um, in terms of that idea of a blog, because anybody can start one, and sometimes I think people are even embarrassed to be like, yeah, I have a blog, that kind of thing. I guess how can a job seeker actually utilize something like that or LinkedIn to sort of express themselves, demonstrate that they have value in, in some way? Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, I think you're referring to the statement of, you know, have something to say. Right. I think that there are three questions that a hiring manager wants to see in a candidate. The first one's obvious. Can you do the job or not? And things like your resume or your static online profiles tend to answer that question quite well. Mm-hmm. The remaining two questions are typically what waits for an interview conversation cool thing is with blogging and with status updates on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook is that you can start answering the questions of who are you? In other words, your about your cultural fit and about motivation, what motivates you right away. So when you're posting on your blog, there's a great story of uh, Hal Thomas. You can Google him. In fact, he got his job uh, through one tweet. and But it wasn't just the, tw- the tweet that got him the job. He uh, he was looking for a creative design job at a, uh, a marketing firm in Savannah, Georgia, and he actually mocked up a magazine cover, a wired magazine cover with himself on the front, uh, very expertly done. So he's demonstrating the question, can he do the job? Then he's showing his level of motivation. I mean, he spent the time to go above and beyond a resume sure. uh, to mock up. I mean, he probably spent a week doing this work. It was phenomenal work. And, you know, who is he? What's his fit? Well, on the, uh, on the magazine cover, he says, uh, Hal Thomas takes uh, BFG design to the next level, uh, uh, cures world hunger, and hangs out with Bono. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. He's a funny guy, and he totally got that across. And so his hiring manager, Sloan Kelly, loved that. In fact, she, I was so interested in the story that I asked her, you know, what was your major takeaway from the experience of hiring Hal? She said, by the time he got to the interview, I felt like I already knew who he was. And huh. that's, that's definitely the goal of, of using these things. Right. Now, obviously, that was a great example of, of sort of that utilization and, and expressing those sort of things and proving value in, in a way. Um, now, you mentioned the idea maybe, though, of, of cover letter and resume. And, you know, some people ask, is this still work? Is this still, you know, valuable in any way? You know, employers do still ask for them. I guess what are your overall tips or pieces of advice in terms of, really showing, you know, the prospective employer what you can do for them in what's really a limited document in in both of them, um, as opposed to doing something creative like you mentioned there. What's sort of the strategy you can utilize with those um, sort of traditional documents? Well, they are sort of a a necessary evil. Uh, You do have to follow the rules. A lot of companies use ATS systems, which require an upload of of a document, which it's, it's unfortunate. I think that we are moving in a direction where you can express more of who you are. 
I would say, you know, your resume is very limited. Acknowledge that up front and be sure to have links on your resume to more interesting documentation, such as your, your LinkedIn or Visify or About Me page or blog or other things that show you in, in three dimensions instead of just, you know, black and white. Also, with LinkedIn's new features, uh, you can actually start uploading media, video and slides and documents and all kinds of things for each position that you've ever held, for projects that you've worked on, uh, and so forth. So you can really start to paint that three-dimensional picture of yourself just with your LinkedIn profile now. It's, uh, the features are getting very, very robust. So is that something that, I mean, with any, like say you're sending in a resume um, as that, you know, formality piece to it, obviously. I mean, are you encouraging that people to always put on it if they have a, a you know, a quality LinkedIn profile that they, they put a link to that right away or if they have some sort of other media that could be looked at that, that just put it out there right away or is that something you wait for later? Oh, yeah, you put it out there right away. It, they, it, they, get look, they get looked at, believe me. Hmm, okay. Oh, I think that's good advice, and we've heard some of that, you know, here and there, and then you, you hear an employer say, ah, well, I don't even have time to look at that, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I mean, it sounds to me like it would make sense for them to get a better picture of you other than just, you know, one <laughs> or two pages kind of thing. Employers always say that. Uh, in fact, I remember meeting a, a hiring manager, and I told him what I did. I helped job seekers use social media. He was like, social media, that's for sissies. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, so tell me about your most recent – uh, talent acquisition experience. And he says, well, I, I was trying to fill this role for an admin. And one of the girls, I Googled her name and she had some nefarious past. And I was like, uh, dude, you just admitted that you're using <laughs> the internet to hire. So I think a lot of times employers simply just don't, are not aware um, that they're doing it. They, it's just, you look somebody up that you click on their LinkedIn profile and you just don't even acknowledge the fact that that's actually informing your, your application process. Right. I think we definitely have to save that quote, though, now. Uh, social media is for sissies is a, a sort of tongue-in-cheek. Tongue we, we have a show that deals with, you know, sort of the technological side of things, and I think it's a good tongue-in-cheek tongue quote to have there. Um, definitely. Now, what about potential risks with something like that, um, with me being more forward or, or having that voice or even having a blog where, you know, potentially you have something on there that could, I don't want to say eliminate you from a position, but maybe a prospective employer is like, oh, well, we don't like what he or she said there. I mean, do you recognize that there are some risks or what would you point to as being maybe the concerns that someone would have with putting more of that stuff about yourself out there? Look, if, if they don't like what you have to say, online, they're not going to like you. So you just saved yourself a very uncomfortable interview process. So can give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good way to look at it. You know, people tend to think in, a, in the negative and sort of way, but yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And you talk about the interview and this is one thing that I sort of change it up a little bit. You know, there, there's this idea of, again, when you have something to say, and maybe if you're, uh, if you're in finance and you go into an interview and you, you sort of not criticize or bash, but you just say how, you know, you would have done something differently in, in this area, um, whether it be with another company. And, and I ask, is it okay if, say, you're going into a job, you know, for Toyota and you, in expressing maybe what you know or what you're able to do or accomplish, you maybe criticize something about what Ford did or, you know, a competitor. Is that inappropriate? Because you're not talking about a former employer. You're simply talking about a competitor of that organization. What's sort of your take there? Uh, I think they'd love it, uh, honestly. Um, okay, so uh, N Nike is here in, in Oregon where I live, and you don't, you don't want to be within a five-mile radius of the Nike campus wearing Adidas. <laughs> you, you know, like when, when, you, when you show up to an interview at a big brand like that, 
you drive their car, you wear their clothes, mm-hmm. um, and and you bash the competitors because they <laughs> do all the time. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying Nike does this, but I'm saying sort of the mentality is that you're the people who are going to be interviewing you are comp- competing against their competitors. So sure. step into their side of the ring. Um, you know, don't be obnoxious about it, but you can say things subtly. I, I think that they would appreciate it. Now, if they were in, you know, if they were a former employer of yours, is that then something you sort of stay away from or can you keep it general and still be okay? What's sort of the, the thought there? Yeah. I mean, if it's a former employer and you're talking about a specific situation or you're like bashing your previous manager, like that doesn't come across so well. Sure. Um, but if you're saying, look, I've got, you know, these three ideas that, that we can implement to really boost our marketing and, and beat Bob the Builder um, in, you know, gutter sales, then, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to want to listen to you. Now, obviously, we touched on LinkedIn you know, a, a decent amount here already. And, but now, in terms of Twitter and Facebook, I think a lot of people still see that as more of a casual thing amongst, you know, I want to follow a celebrity or I'm just going to sort of give a status of what I'm doing. What would you, though, offer up in terms of utilizing those mediums in terms of, you know, again, demonstrating that value to a prospective employer and, and how you can use those in, in a positive way other than just your personal life? Um, well, I, I think, again, it's, it's how you share your voice. And with, with Twitter and Facebook in particular, well, okay, so Facebook is very much a referral network for you. Okay. I mean, think about who's in your network. It's people who know, like, and trust you already. And by the way, that happens to be the same category of person who's going to refer you into jobs. Right. Um, so there's, I don't think people really think about it that way uh, too often, but it's there and it's, it's glaringly, it, it comes up glaringly when you look at some of the statistics. I think 8 million more people found their jobs through Facebook referrals than, than getting recruited on LinkedIn. So be, I mean, if it's work, if it has been working, it's going to continue to work. So be yourself. Um, continue that, but just know that Facebook is going to be one of your most valuable, valuable assets in your career. As far as Twitter, I think every recruiter I've spoken with has been active on Twitter. I haven't spoken to one who doesn't tweet. Plus, Twitter is just an amazing platform for leveling the playing field. You can have conversations with CEOs and VPs and senior recruiters and I mean, there is no hierarchy at all. It's a total, totally flat playing field. And that makes it really interesting to start conversations with people who maybe you wouldn't have been able to access on any other medium. Well, as we look to sort of, you know, kind of put a bow on everything here, and we're talking about trying to demonstrate that value in, in different ways because you're, you're limited with some of the other, you know, options of the resume and cover letter and whatnot. Um, I guess yeah. what, what final pieces of advice would you have or sort of a big takeaway that job seekers could could sort of walk away from, from this you know, show and say, that makes sense, or that's where I need to start, or that's the biggest piece of the puzzle. What would you offer up? I would say step into their shoes. Um, think about, you know, pretend like you're a, a super busy recruiter or a super busy hiring manager, mm-hmm. and you've got a vacant position and you need to fill it, and you've got a, a stack of 100 resumes. What, what would a job seeker need to do to get your attention? Um, when you Take, take a moment and really step into their shoes. I think that your, your writing, the way you write about yourself, the way you present information will start to change. All too often when I'm helping folks out with this, it, they, they start off in very much, and it's hard. It's really hard writing about yourself. So maybe a way to do this is to buddy up and to, to role play a little bit. It might sound cheesy, but 
hey, you know, uh, you be the job seeker, I'll be the employer. How can you help me? You know, these are my problems. How can you help me? And just start brainstorming it out. I think it's definitely worth thinking about. All too often, folks are, you know, it's shiny object syndrome. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, it's, it's sexy. It's social media. Everyone's talking about it. And they just fill in the blanks and they'll just start status updates without really thinking about how that message is coming across to their right. audience. Well, unfortunately, Joshua, uh, we are going to have to wrap things up here on, on minding your P's and Q's. But uh, obviously, uh, appreciate the the perspective and the you know the experience, the insight on, on this idea of we keep saying the idea of demonstrating value, but it's in any way of really, as you said, to get your voice out there and really give prospective employers an idea of, of who you are. And I think you had mentioned like sort of a, a 3D idea. Uh, I like that that comment there. Um, once again, our expert guest today has been Joshua Waldman, author of Job Searching with Social Media for Dummies, as well as, again, a nationwide speaker and trainer. Joshua, how can people find out more about you and your work? Check out my blog. It's careerenlightenment.com, one word. And there they can sign up for... Uh, a 20-minute training video to really get into the specific technical details that we talked about today and just stay in touch with the news. It's, there's a lot going on in this space. Well, again, thanks uh, thanks for coming on and, and bringing us some insight. We do appreciate it. You got it. Of course, we're always interested in hearing from you, the listeners, as well. So please drop us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for this or any of our shows on localjobnetwork.com radio. Until the next time we meet, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care.